Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and we are out and about remotely. Season 6 of the Crime Chronicles, we're going to be talking about crime that should have never happened, but actually happened, and things that should have done, and things that you need to see. Um, first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this, rich people, poor people, poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time and also when it comes to paying your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul, pay your bills. I know sometimes it's hard to pay your bills when you think about I got to eat or I got to have gas in my car. But hey, if you do what you got to do, do what you have to do, pay your bills, try to pay something on nothing. Something is better than nothing when it comes to paying your bills, pay your bills. And remember... Never quit your day job while conquering the world. My daddy always says that, and I mean, pretty honestly, that is a true statement. Never quit your day job. You can be successful. The one-tenth of one percent of all super billionaires, the reason why they're billionaires is because they still had a job. Look at Jeff Bezos. Had a job. He just now retired. Warren Buffett, still working. Bill Gates, just retired recently. Became a billionaire and was still working. Now he retired. Did you work on his foundation? I'm telling you, that's what you gotta do. Look at that. Elon Musk, super billionaire, still has a job. He goes to work every day. What I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, and also the guy, what's his name? Um, Carlos Helu Slim, the um, the big telemagnet down in Mexico, still works at his job, and he's a billionaire. What I'm telling you, what what I'm telling you that billionaires need to. T- what I'm telling you, what billionaires know, is that never quit your day job. Still be able to be successfully wealthy, achieve your dreams, but still have something to fall back on. Because what if that dream turns out to be a bust, and that and that bubble just bursts and everything falls apart? You at least still have something to fall back on. I say that because you can do whatever you want to do, and if you fail. You still got a job to go to so you can pay your bills. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket and you fail, guess what? And you don't have a job. And your bills are going to be piling up. You're going to be ending up on the streets homeless. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is have something to fall back on. Achieve your dreams. But also remember, you got something to fall back on. So if your dreams turn out to be a lemon or a lime, because you can make lemons, can make lemonade. But if it turns out to be a sour grape. You can still have something to fall back on to pay your bills. So you can do it over again. And always remember, if you fail, remember what, how you failed and don't do that the next time. See, failure is a way of being successful. Successful people have always failed. Some successful people found a niche. And basically what that means is they found something in the world or they found something in the market that they were going into that no one else has done. If you're trying to start something, a startup or business or something, do something no one else has ever done. When you do that, guess what? You will become successful. Do that. I mean that that will help you become greatly successful. Do that and that will greatly improve your odds of being successful. Just do that. I, I, I stressly highly tell everybody that because that's the way to achieve your dreams. You can do whatever you want to do. Just have a niche. And also remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting money. Let me tell you the reason why I stress that. It's because successful people, famous famous people always have this rule of thumb. I always say this. Famous people want to be rich. Rich people want to be famous. There are people like, here's one, Jeff Bezos. He's successfully rich, but he's not famous. Guess what? He started hanging out with famous people. Now he's rich and famous. 
rich people, famous people want to be rich. So a lot of famous people like rappers, singers, songwriters, actors, actresses all want to be rich. So what do they do? They hang around rich people so they can learn how to be rich. A lot of great rappers always say, I want to know what the rich know. So what they do, they hang around rich people because, listen, it's not about money. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is more valuable than any money in the world. You can be a super billionaire, but without knowledge, you cannot be successful. So a lot of wealthy people say, take me to lunch and I will tell you how to be how to be rich, how to get success. That's the key. Not, oh, can you loan me a hundred million? Can you loan me 20,000? Can you give me, give me, give me don't mean nothing without the knowledge. So you need the keys. In order to be successful, you need those keys. Now, I say that let's get into it. This podcast also is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, go to Black Blue Electronica and you can look around and see what you want. Hey, by the way, I love each and every one of y'all out there. This Crime Chronicle goes out to a special shout out to all the OGs out there. This OG is a very special OG. This OG goes out to all the hardworking people that are blue collar workers that work hard out there in life that don't know that they're hardworking, that to put up with all the BS, all the crap that everyone has to deal with, dishwashers, servers, cocktail servers, bartenders, anyone that's working in the service industry, y'all are the true OGs, that shout out goes out to you. Let's begin. There's a, there's a video, there's a documentary video, you can go to your Google App Store or your Play or the um, Google App Store, Play Store, and look it up. You can also go to iTunes and look it up and you can go to you can go to Apple's podcast and look it up or Apple movies or whatever it's called phenomenon phenomenon is a documentary that was put together about UFOs and how the US government knew about UFOs when I tell you they knew about UFOs they knew about it way back when they were suppressing everything they had this program called Project Blue Book General LeMay was one of the heads of Project Blue Book. Project Blue Book was, a, was an organization that was created to look into UFOs. At the time, it was the old Army Air Corps. Now, the Army Air Corps um, split. And when the Army Air Corps split, that's when they created the Air Force. Same example, let me give you an analogy. Do you know that the United States Marine Corps was... United States Marine Corps says... This is what the Marine Corps says. It says, Department of Navy... United States Marine Corps. The United States Marine Corps is a branch of the U.S. Navy. The United States Marine Corps gets its funding from the U.S. Navy. So when the Navy gets their budget, the Navy gets a big budget, including in their big budget, they have to include the Marine Corps because that is how the Navy does their budget. They include the Marine Corps. So when they say, oh, people in Congress says the military has a bigger budget. The Navy is so big and large, but Navy has such a large budget. Oh, wow, that budget is so huge. Not necessarily. What it is is that the Marine Corps budget is included with the U.S. Navy. The Marine Corps doesn't get a separate budget. Their budget comes from the Navy. The Navy gets their budget after the Navy spends their budget. What's left over from the Navy spending their budget, they disperse it to the U.S. Marine Corps. That's how they get their budget. That's the analogy. The U.S. Coast Guard is with the Department of Homeland Security. They used to be with Transportation Department. They were DOD, but then they went to the Transportation Department. The only time they go to DOD is in times of war. That's when the Coast Guard will be enacted. 
But normally now they are part of Homeland Security. So their budget is totally separate. So they get a separate budget through Homeland Security. That's the Coast Guard. Coast Guard does a wonderful job. Now, the U.S. Air Force now has a new branch. The Air Force created a brand new branch from the old Army Air Corps, came to the Air Force. Now the Air Force has a new branch called Space Force. The reason why is because now the United States, in injunction with other branches, countries created Space Force, which is to go out and make sure that our airway up in space is looked after. So they created Space Force. That's a new branch. That is the newest branch around. They haven't been around that long. Only a couple of years. That's Space Force. So there. Now, under Space Force, Space Force is now in charge of looking at UFOs now. Before, it was just the Air Force. In the old Army Air Corps, now it's the Air Force. The Air Force doesn't want it now. Now it's all under Space Force. They're the ones looking up the anomalies of UFOs. Here's the thing. There was a story that was back in 1994 in Zimbabwe, Africa. A small elementary school where a UFO, a UFO spacecraft, round and singular, circular, landed and talked to a bunch of kids telepathically. They were the same size as like a sixth grade, as one kid said, a, a, a sixth grader. You know, not as tall, not as bright, no more than, say, four, like four, three, four, two, that kind of height. The, the said, and she said that they talked to them telepathically. That video phenomenon talks about the UFOs throughout the whole, you know, from back then, uh, Roswell, all the way up to now. Did you know that the U.S. Navy, the United States Navy pilots had videos surfaced, videos that got, that got put out by the New York Times about the UFOs? Yes, those people put out about the UFOs and stuff. The U.S. Navy declassified those. And they admitted and said, yes, those are true. They don't know what it was because the technology that they saw, we do not have. The U.S. government says, nope, we don't have that technology where, a, where an object can stop on a dime and then shoot straight up and then zigzag. We don't have that technology. No other country has that technology. Did you know we can go further back and look in history? Did you know that Adolf Hitler was looking for UFOs because the reason why he wanted that technology? The U.S. government had some of those spacecrafts and what they call reverse engineer. Here's what I, what that means. People always say, what is that? the hell does that mean? What they did was they take something like a good example. Let's say you build a motor. Let's say you build a motor in your car that does not need any gas. I mean, does not need any oil. The motor doesn't run on any oil, no oil for the gears. And it doesn't need any oil or does not need any antifreeze. And it doesn't get hot at all. The engine maintains a cool temperature. And you can drive it from, you can run it from, from, from L.A. to New York on one single tank of gas. Petrol. You know what the government will do? The government will seize that vehicle and they will reverse engineer it by taking it apart and duplicating the whole thing and putting it back together. That's reverse engineering. That's how they do it. That's called reverse engineering. That's, it's, it's a good metaphor so you understand. That's how the metaphor is on how they do that. So I'm just telling you, that's what the government's been doing. Reverse engineering stuff. A lot of stuff that we have, 
like far as like the B2 bomber, the stealth and all that stuff, and the cart paint that that radar can't detect and stuff, that's something that they've been trying to reverse engineer. They've been trying to, to, to do this stuff. They got companies. They got private contract companies working for the U.S. government. Back then, the U.S. government used to do this. Here's a blank check. Fill in the blanks on what you need, what we need to get done. So they, they just go, oh, well, it's going to cost about, oh, about, about $15 billion. Okay, they're right, fifteen billion. We'll pay for it. Boom. They're the contractor. They go out and they test, and they build, and they build, rebuild, rebuild till they get it right. Cost fifteen billion dollars. Today, U.S. government don't even have that kind of budget no more like they used to because they got these private companies now that are doing it for less. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, so Richard Branson went to space, and they did it for less than what the NASA program was using. Now, NASA is going to the private contractors and like, hey, can we put our astronauts on your ship? And then they're like, yeah, sure, we're gonna cost you this much, okay, it'll cost you about this much to send them up to space. Because before, NASA used, NASA used to utilize Russia. And, and, this, and, and the weird part is we, we're supposed to not like Russia. You know, we're supposed to be this, we're the axis of evil Russia. We hate Vladimir Putin and all the things that Russia stands for. But yet and still, we'll use their, we'll use their, we'll use their um, space program just to go up in space. It's kind of weird. And that's kind of weird how we use that. How the U.S. will use NASA, will you, NASA will use Russian ships, Russian spaceships just to go up in space to the International Space Station. Did you know that the International Space Station is going to be... It used to be, the International Space Station used to have another name. If you're like me from my era, from when I was raised, it was called Skylab. Yes, it was called Skylab. Then it switched over to, it was by Skylab. The U.S. government, U.S., United States was the country that maintained it and kept it running. All the repairs and everything with Skylab. Then they switched it over and changed the name to the International Space Station. And the reason why is because they made it a, a unified, unified, net, unified network station where other countries can send their astronauts up in space and they can monitor and work there. It's a whole thing. They can all work together in harmony. So now let's get back. Oh, sorry. I just want to tell you that. Now let's get back. When I talked about the one in um, South Africa, these little kids, all 60 of them, they interviewed. There's a whole video about it. They interviewed. You got to watch that movie. That video, you got to watch that documentary. It's called Phenomena. Yes. And what they said was they all said, they all drew the same exact drawing. See, here's the problem that science has and that the police and everybody who investigated had an issue with. Kids don't lie. That age, when you're that little, kids normally tell the truth. If a, it's like this. Here, I'll I, I make it where you understand. If, if a guy comes to you and says, ah, babe. You're alright. You're okay. You look good. Kind of. You look good. Well, he's just being modest. If a woman said that to a guy, uh, you're just not what I'm looking for. Okay? That's what women say. Basically, what that means, you're ugly. Oh, you got terrible teeth. You're just not the kind of guy that I want. Yeah, that's a woman. Guys, same way. Eh, you're a little fat. I don't like chubby women. You're not what I'm looking for. Okay, boom. But if a kid looks up at you and say, oh, you ugly, guess what? You's ugly. Kids don't lie. Kids have a canny ability to speak the truth. 
they don't lie. Little kids that age don't know the difference of telling the truth or lying or what it means to say something. They're just blunt about it. When those kids all said the exact same thing in the documentary, they all said the exact same thing about the UFO. There's videos you can look up on YouTube with um, Joe Rogan talked about the Zimbabwe incident and how the guy said that he looked around. He he said that um, Steven Spielberg had told him about it. And he just dismissed it like, oh, why would a UFO go to these kids? And then all of a sudden, usually he said that he went to a conference and a guy told him that this guy's doing a documentary on the Zimbabwe incident. Also, go back from 90, 1994, go back into the 60s, a UFO landed in Australia at a school. And But, but yeah, it landed in Australia at a school. It landed there. That actually happened there, too. They got documentation on that. And uh, North, uh, New South Wales, I mean, you know, and all that stuff. South Wales, down there in Australia, they actually saw the same thing. Um, listen, and then they got documentation. It's all in the archives down there in Australia and stuff. What in the Northern Territory, New South Wales, Southern Territory area, and they, they saw that also. When they, in, and then it's in the video, it's in the whole documentation and stuff about how many UFOs have been discovered. Do you know that there are more UFO sightings? There's an organization called MUFON. Mutual Organization of Friends, whatever, MUFON, you know, UFOs, whatever, it's called MUFON. They got UFO, they got documentations on them. And a lot of, a lot of things on the History Channel with ancient aliens, astronaut theorists. There's also cave drawings. There's also drawings in the temples, like in the, um, call that um over there with the um Anunnaki's they call themselves the sky gods and in China there was um a drawing where one one monk rode on a floating carpet into the heavens and he went around the world and came back and he said he saw things wrote about it it's in China people just you know whatever and then if you go down into the Mayans the Aztecs they have actual statues of people wearing an apparatus on their head, looking like a spacesuit. Yes. Everywhere around the world, there's things. And you can look at also in the drawings of the ancient temples, the ancient pyramids, there are drawings and stuff. And you can go back into the Renaissance when you look at the old paintings and stuff. You can see things like in the old paintings and stuff where they show the sun god, the sun, being arrayed down. What sun beams a ray down? Or there's an old drawing that I think was Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo. One of those ancient artists, ancient um, famous artists did a picture in the back. You can see a little spaceship. I'm just saying they've been around. Like one, like one and one in one area down in Mexico, more recent, there's been UFO sightings in this one particular area in Japan. There's a small village in Japan. They have been visited by UFOs more than once. And you can go a little further today. I'm just telling you, UFOs are out there. People are baffled. That I'm telling you, that's what's going on. And this technology that everybody's saying, oh, UFOs, whatever. No, they're out there. And these UFOs are here. And, and the government's now slowly declassified. Do you know that former President Bill Clinton 
tried to declassify that, but you know what they told him? Sorry, Mr. President, you don't have that clearance. See, it doesn't matter if you're the president of the free nation. If you don't have that top security clearance, only one president in my era had that clearance, and he's he's dead. Former President George Herbert Walker Bush had that clearance. Why? Because he was you know that Ronald Reagan, President Ronald, former President Ronald Reagan, late President Ronald Reagan, asked to see about the UFO stuff. They told him, Mr. President, you don't have that clearance. He looked at his vice president. Vice president said, here's my, here's my clearance. Let him look at it. Reagan looked at it. What Reagan saw shocked him. He looked at it, but he was told one thing. Because his wife Nancy said this. He saw it, but he couldn't talk about it. So Reagan talked, Reagan saw it. He saw what was he saw the documents and stuff. You know, Jimmy Carter tried to open up the documents and stuff, but they told him the same thing. Sorry, Mr. President, you don't have the clearance. See, in order to see those documentations and stuff, you had to have that type of clearance. If you don't have that clearance, you cannot see those documents. That is why a lot of these presidents think that they're going to they, they get this platform. I'm running for president. I'm going to open up the doors. Even President Donald John Trump tried to look at that stuff. He couldn't do it. Didn't have clearance. He, even President Barack Obama tried to look at that stuff. He didn't have the clearance. When you don't have that security clearance, you can't see it. It's part of national security. And I understand, we understand why it's part of national security because that's the safety of our democracy. If every president can actually access stuff that is highly classified, and see, if they saw what is in those classified stuff, they would be appalled and they would want to do an investigation. So to keep that down, they decided no. Uh, you got to have the clearance. Like I said, only one president had that clearance. Because here's another thing. Did you know that Ronald Reagan wanted to look at the gold in the vaults at Fort Knox? And they told Ronald Reagan, Mr. President, I am terribly sorry, but you don't have the clearance. His vice president, Bush, said, let him look at it. Yes, sir, Mr. Vice President. He pulled out his card. Boom. He, he, he pulled out his card. Boom. He had the clearance. And they let him look at it. A lot, Bush and Reagan looked at it. Did you know that Richard Milhouse Nixon, the reason why they did that is because of what happened with Richard Milhouse Nixon. Richard, former President Nixon took fame actor, fame actor into to see the UFO, see a UFO. Yes. He, a fame actor from the 70s, the one that was, what's his name? What's his name? The one that was in. The one that was in. He said, uh, one of these days, Alice. One of these days. Pow! Right in the kisser. If you know who that actor is, you, you know who it is. I'm having a brain fart. Okay. Not farting literally, but just a brain fart. Yeah, you know who it is. Um, not Don Rickles. What's his name? Uh, I know it. So the tip of my tongue. Oh, it'll come to me. And if it does, I'll tell you. He knew Nixon. Nixon and him were really good friends. They were really good friends. And he literally looked 
he looked and saw the UFOs on his when he got later in life. He said he remembered he had a story where he was being interviewed. He talked about how he saw UFOs. Did you know there was a um, there's a there's a um, there's a there's a there's a famous former Navy officer, Navy guy who was in the U.S. Navy, who wrote a book about how he saw UFOs and how he was told when he was on a sub ship that what he saw, he didn't see. But, but when he did his report, they, they had him sign an NDA. I don't know why, the, why does you have to sign an NDA in order to um, thank him, but he signed it. But when he got out, he wrote a book. He wrote a book about it and that book got published and they told him that if that book gets published, your life is in danger. Guess what? That man was dead. And his life was in danger because he got threatened. The government, whoever, somebody in some high power organization threatened him. And he ended up being dead. There was a, there was a guy who was a French scientist who opened up the floodgates about UFOs. Who had video and do- he had video. Not, he had a movie. Well, we'll say video because that makes you more understanding. Back then it was a video. Movie. He had a um, video and he had pictures and government documentations about UFOs from France. Did you know, three days later, the guy received a phone call and they told him, stop looking into the UFOs. They said it in French. You know, you know, French, you know, whatever. I don't speak French, so I don't know. If you know what it is, yeah, whatever he said. They told him in French. They told him in French, do not look into this UFO stuff. Guess what he did? He ignored them. He looked into it. Guess what happened? Three days later, he was at a restaurant. He, w- he walked into a, he went to a random restaurant. You know, he went to a random restaurant, sat down and ate. Everything that he had, he asked for a bottle of water. They gave him a bottle of water. He poured the water into the glass. He had the bottle of water. He opened it up. He poured it, he took it, poured the water, poured it into the water, took a rag and wiped it out. That's what he did because he was being careful of what he did. He was eating his food. His food tasted funny, so he stopped eating it, pushed the food away. He grabbed one of his friend's plates. They were eating. He said, let me have yours. And they switched while he was still eating. Then, because he refused to eat that plate, he ate off his friend's plate. And they were like, okay, normal, because he said, okay. Then he, he was thirsty. He asked for a glass of water, again, because he finished. The guy brought him water. He forgot one thing, to check the water. They brought the water over. He drunk the water, and he was found dead. He went home and was dead. He had been poisoned. A small trace amount of some poison. They just, the um, autopsy said he died of natural causes. But the guy was only 50 years old. He was like 55 years old in good health. How that happened, I don't know. That's what they said. But family and friends knew that he was poisoned because he wrote a manifesto and he sent it to one of his friends and said, if I die, keep this. His friend got all the videos, got all the photos, and they're all hidden. And he and his friend is so afraid to tell anyone or show anybody because he's afraid of being killed. So, you know, that's how it is. I'm telling you, UFOs are out here. Why they come here? Now, back to those kids in Zimbabwe. The, yeah, because I was going on about everything else, but back to those kids. Now, in Zimbabwe, when those entities talked to those kids, they didn't say, hey, how you doing? What's up? 
My name is John. What's your name? No. They talked to him telepathically. They wore black suits on like they were going in the ocean. Scuba suits. They had black scuba suits on with big bulging eyes. And they said something to the fact that technology that we have is going to destroy our planet. That's all they said. The technology that we're, that we're creating is going to destroy our planet. All the kids said the same exact thing. Technology is going to destroy our planet. So that kind of tells you that the technology that we're building is going to destroy our planet. And they said that that is the why they came to war. They told kids because they figured, why, everybody's wondering, why they tell kids? The reason why? Because kids will listen more than adults. That's a true story. Because that teacher, now the headmistress, wanted to apologize because she said, I didn't believe them because I didn't see it. I was looking out for my own interest and I should have believed the kids before that because she was afraid of what they would happen and she was afraid of being labeled a nut. That's what she was afraid of. And she realized that. So she was like, later on, I apologize. I should have believed y'all. You should have. Kids don't lie. That's what the point was. Kids don't lie. And that's what happened with those UFOs. I'm just telling you, UFOs are out there. I just wanted to put this podcast out about the UFOs. I just got to watching that video. The phenomenon. Oh, great video. That video was awesome. And I mean, I love that video. Great video. If you get a chance, look it up. Phenomena. It was out in 2020, 2020 when it came out. So I was late watching it. I didn't get it first. But hey, I got to watch it. And I enjoyed myself. You should watch that if you're really into UFOs and stuff like that. Like astronaut theorists and all that stuff about the conspiracy and stuff. The crime part is that we don't believe people. Like there was that story about the, the couple that got abducted. If you don't, Here's even worse one. Here's one that's even proven to be true because he's living and he told the story. Travis Walton. Travis Walton was abducted. They made that movie about him, the Travis Walton story. Kind of a Hollywoodish kind of movie, but basically it's true. Did you know that all his friends were about to go to jail for murder? They didn't even need his body. They just assumed they were going to convict him. And they told the story how he was abducted. A couple days, I'll say about a week later or whatever, he, he was found. And he said how he was abducted and how they experimented on him. And the government and all of them interviewed him and he's been in, he went, got a psyche valve and everything. Still, he still tells the same story on how he did. He wrote a book about it and how he was abducted. Because he, he said he was, he was in his friends. They were just getting off of work. They were loggers. They were loggers, logging, you know, cutting stuff down. They were sitting there and this, this ship came down and he got out and he went towards it and he disappeared. He went towards him and he disappeared. The light and he went disappeared. In Hollywood, he said the light picked him up. No, no. What happened was he went towards the thing and he disappeared. And it just it was gone. And then he said he was gone for a long time. He, it, it seemed like one day. It seemed like a, like a couple of hours, but he was gone for a week. See what I mean? There's another story of an arm of an Air Force officer was in a joint base over in London, over in Britain. And the guy was out on a guy was out doing his patrols when he got a radio. Guy always carries a cassette tape, a tape player, so he can record all of his documents. So he, he always carried a cassette tape, a tape player, portable tape player. So because he always records his document instead of him writing, 
he could audio record everything and then go back and document it on typewriter. What he because he voice he'll audio record himself. He'll audio documentation everything and then go back and type it up. So he recorded himself when he went up there. He saw a, a glowing light, bright light in a bunch of bushes. They walked towards it and it was a UFO. Yes, the whole base was alerted. And in more recent UFOs have been discovered near military bases. There was one where there was one in Kansas. There was one in Kansas at a uh, ICBM at, a, at a, an ICBM silo, a Air Force nuclear silo. ICBM stands for Intergalactic Ballistic Missile. ICBM Intergalactic Ballistic Missile. They were there. This UFO came by and it, it beamed a red light. All of those missiles went 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 full red. Went full red alert. Went full. They started act. They all got activated. And they were red alert. Boom. Like they were about to be launched. Like they were about to launch an attack. And everybody's like, what the hell's going on? We're not doing it. They're all they're all, all the all the people there that were working there were like, we're not doing it. The guy outside told him to come outside. Everybody came up. A few came upstairs. The officers came upstairs and saw this UFO flying over just like this with a red light. Like a red tracking beam accessing their, I guess they were just accessing their data or whatever, computer data or whatever, and then it disappeared. Then it just said, snap your fingers, that's how fast it disappeared. We don't have that technology. No country in this, no country on this planet has that technology. I'm just telling you, they don't. And if they did, they're not telling us. And in what country? Oh, maybe North Korea. Nah, they ain't got that kind of technology. Maybe Iran. Yeah, I ain't got that technology. Maybe Russia. Nah, I doubt that. If Russia had that kind of technology, they would have been used it. Yeah. And did you know Russia? Talk about Russia. Russia was up in Russia was doing exploration up in up in Siberia in the northern up in Siberia near the Arctic Circle. They went up to Siberia near the Arctic Circle doing some excavation of looking for something. They were looking for oil or whatever, and they discovered. A, a, a crashed UFO. It was a round sphere sticking out of the ice. It was stuck in the ice. They took po- they took pictures and they tried to go close to it, but the ice on the ground where they were walking on was thin, so they couldn't get close to it. They remembered where it was when they came back. About two months later, it was gone. It had snowed and the snow covered it. And they couldn't say where or where because they couldn't tell where it was at. But they had photos. Russia does. Russia has more photos of UFO sightings than, I mean, far as, and, and far as everything, than most countries. Because they have a special agency just looks up into UFO um, findings. They have that and they've been looking. Because UFOs have been sighted in Russia a lot. One of Russia, one of the things that Russia said, and it's been, you can look it up. Russia said they were doing a drill out in the sea, out in the Bering Sea, between Russia and Alaska. Russia pulled out this thing up there, and they were doing drills out there. You know, they do, every country has military, and military, to maintain their proficiency, they have to do war drills, playing war games. So they were out there doing their war games and stuff, when all of a sudden a UFO floated above them and was following them. Um, and they were like, what the heck? You know, they're looking like, what's going on? And stuff. They were like, what the hell's going on? They didn't know. And that's what happened. 
They didn't know. They were just wondering, what is this flying around? And then when they went to go track it, it wasn't on their radar. They, they had actually took pictures. They got video of it. And then all of a sudden, snap, it disappeared. That's what happened with them. So now, now you know. Go watch that video, Phenomenon. It is an awesome video. You have to watch it. This video is going to really, if you are into UFO stuff like I am, you need to watch that video. That video will spark interest in you and tell you that, hey, the crime is that the government been hiding that stuff. They need to open their doors and let everybody know that, yeah, yeah, they're here. That's all they got to do is say, yes, they're here. We believe that here, but we can't show you the paperwork because it's been redacted. All that paperwork's redacted and you don't want to see that because it's been blacked out. But you're more than welcome. You can also go to the Freedom of Information Act. They declassified tons of documents, but not the most important ones. They did. They declassify some items, and the ones that were very important to declassify, they redacted all of it, meaning they blacked it out. Black marker, black markers on, on important things. So you get a piece of paper with names, and and it's all blacked out, or certain things are blacked out on there. So you're like, how do I know what's legit? Yeah. So just letting you know. Hey, by the way, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And everyone out there, I hope you have a wonderful time, wonderful day. I thank you for listening to my podcast. And for all you out there who are not listening, tell your friends to listen. Hey, the more we listen, the more we grow. I want to grow my podcast. I want to get it out there. I want everybody to know we are going to be this awesome podcast. You are part of my family. Yes. I got brothers and sisters from another mother. That be you. All right. Hey, this is Yarbrell with I Got Your Six Podcast and Bravo Six Going Dark.